uncovering insights in the agricultural industry can seem like looking for a needle in a haystack. Luckily, Ag Access has your back. From recruitment and survey design to planning and execution of custom full-service market research projects, you can count on Ag Access to deliver expertise and meaningful outcomes. Their 400,000 plus member community covers the breadth of the agriculture chain, including technology, ag sales, crop growers, livestock producers, feed supply, and more. With the full-time engagement center, research logistics team, and 400,000 member strong insights community, Ag Access is an irreplaceable bridge between researchers and professionals in the agriculture industry. Visit ag-access.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. With you as always, I'm Priscilla McKinney and I am the Mama Bird at Little Bird Marketing. And I'm so happy to always be in contact with people who are endlessly curious. You're going to love this guest. We get together and we talk shop and we just ask more questions. Why, why, why? This is why I've asked this repeat guest back. As you know, here at Ponderings from the Perch, we're always pulling back the curtain and to reveal the wizards that are behind the wizardry that's going on, right? So to that end, I'm always on the lookout for industry leaders who are willing to share their expertise openly. They're willing to say, hey, I'm here behind the curtain, but we're just people, and this is how we make the magic. So today we're going to talk about all things that are at the crossroads of shopper insights, marketing, and behavioral science. So Ann Stevenson has been a guest on Ponderings from the Perch before, and also just when we're around in conferences, we bump into her and make her talk on our podcast as well. But I heard that her team over at Explorer Research had a new framework to think about their work. And so I asked her to come on to tell us more. As I mentioned, Anne is endlessly curious. So you're going to love it. Welcome back, Anne Stevenson. Thanks, Priscilla. I'm so happy to be joining you today. Well, this is a topic that you and I can't stop talking about. So, <laughs> so there's that. But if you don't know, Ann Stevenson is one of the founding partners at Explore Research, and she is a behavioral science shopping insights expert. She helps clients develop and launch effective retail strategies grounded in shopper behavior. So she has over three decades of experience. You're going to love what she has to share, but really her focus is always on business impact for her clients. So, Anne. Welcome back. And (laughs) let me just start by the acknowledgement that none of us are shopping the way we did three years ago. Absolutely. There's been a seismic shift in terms of how people are shopping. So the obvious one is more online shopping, um, but really sort of the way people are approaching shopping has very much become not linear. It's flowing between looking online, how you're using digital tools in store, whether you're researching. And all this kind of made us step back and think about, do we really need to kind of have a different lens of how we're looking at shoppers going forward? And can we create something that can really add some value to our clients in terms of how they grow their businesses? So that's where we came about in terms of we can develop a new tool that looks at both the motivations and the behaviors of different shopper groups and really be able to use this to drive activation for our clients. 
Okay. Well, we're going to dive into that a little bit more because you and I got into the meat of this and I was like, wait, 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 let's stop talking. Let's get on my podcast and tell everybody what you're saying, but let's kind of back up bigger uh, picture. What is it that clients are coming to you uh, needing? What are they asking? What do those conversations sound like? Absolutely. So a lot of our customers come to us wanting to know how the customer journey has changed. So for their particular brands, how people are shopping their products differently. So we've done a lot of sort of customer journey work over the years in terms of helping to identify what are some of the shifts, where is the area of focus, and what are sort of the important touch points for a brand. But specifically, a lot of our clients also really want to understand how they grow their particular brand, how they grow their category. They also want to understand in terms of from a targeting standpoint, are they really talking to the right shoppers or consumers? Um, So sometimes they might be just be conducting a study where they're looking at sort of past three month buyers of their category, but they may be missing a bigger opportunity there. And that's where we started thinking that maybe there was a way to blend our customers in terms of the segmentations that they have and combine that with sort of a new framework of how they can identify opportunities going forward. This is so huge. And just as you're speaking, it's resonating with me. Like I'm going to make a confession about how I shop and I'm sure it's going to be a nightmare to you, but definitely no news (laughs) to you. But I am notorious for number one, shopping as I travel. I'm sure I'm a very elusive customer, (laughs) number one, which PS, thank you for the hot tip in Toronto on Smythe. Everybody comments on my new blazers all the time. I know it's it's absolutely the best. <laughs> okay, we'll put those in the show notes if you want to kick ass blazer. <laughs> Thank you, Anne, for my shopper referral. But I also known for being in a shop and thinking maybe I want this, maybe I don't, but I get more curious about the brand. And I'm often whipping my phone out and taking a picture of a brand or a tag. Or I'm kind of comparative shopping. Even I do it even at bookstores. Like I think, do I, am I interested in this? I'm browsing a certain way in a bookstore. I'm taking photos of actual book titles, but I'm not buying right then. So, I mean, just at the very tip of the way that you're thinking that people are non-linear shoppers anymore, I think we're all super guilty of it. So let's get in a little bit more about why this new framework. So you did mention to me that this framework is a lot more about activation. What does that mean? Where does that bring us? Yeah. So really what it is, it's about how do you understand the behaviors and the motivations from a shopper standpoint to really sort of understand how are you going to activate with particular groups of shoppers? So how are you, what are the right offers? What are the right promotions? What's the right merchandising? What's the right channel that you should focus on? What are the touch points that should be a priority for you to really drive your business? And why this is different than some of the information that our clients may currently have is we looked at not just category buyers. So a lot of times, if you're working on a particular brand, you'll just be looking from through a brand lens in terms of your particular brand buyer. And you might have a segmentation based on you know, carbonated soft drink buyers, for example. What we wanted to do was look at shoppers from a total person standpoint. So across all of the categories that they buy and really create a more holistic segmentation from a shopper standpoint. So we looked at over 30,000 trips with US consumers to understand how are people buying? And we could really get different distinct kind of groups in terms of their motivations from an actual shopper standpoint. Then from an actual trip standpoint, we also looked at the motivations to actually go on a particular shopping trip. And we can look at this from a category level. So think about it in terms of 
you may have different motivations if you're going on a particular shopping trip where you're maybe more involved or exploratory for one product that you're buying on that trip. And then you may be more price sensitive for another product on the same trip. So we can really get into that granularity of understanding what are the category motivations when you're actually shopping? And then who are you as a person and what are your values and your drivers and your motivations? So it's bringing all these together to really understand a framework of how do you then activate with your shopper? So we can look at it from a category level. We can also look at it from a holistic standpoint as well. So what you're saying is you get that data and then people can kind of slice and dice it. Like, hold on, let's go back. Let's pull back out and see this and let's pull back in. That's what you're saying. A hundred percent. So you can look at it from many different lenses. So we, cause we built these sort of individual trips up from a category standpoint, but then we look at the person as a whole. So kind of one of the examples I love to give was when I started out my career at Kraft Foods, I remember kind of new in the job, there was some shop talk about the viscous consumer. And I naively asked, what's a viscous (laughs) consumer? (laughs) And it was, I think it was Miracle Whip. So it was referred to the viscosity of the actual product. Okay, this, I'm sorry, but this is going to be a comedy break right now of how market (laughs) researchers talk. I mean, like nobody is going to be in a store and saying, I am going to look for some viscosity problems. Yeah, or identify themselves more as a viscous consumer. So, you know, that's a funny example, but there is definitely sort of a category focus when you're thinking about your consumers or your shoppers with a traditional kind of framework or segmentation. So we think it's important to look at people more holistically. What are what are some of these broader drivers or behaviors? Are they more price oriented? Are they more really interested in health or sustainability? Like what are these kind of broader values? And we saw some really interesting patterns in terms of how people were shopping in totality. So it's important to understand what are those kind of real attitudes that are really the motivators behind their purchase? Then from an actual, when I go to buy, how does that shift as I'm kind of looking at different categories? So it's not one size that fits all. And we really looked at what are some of the motivations behind an actual shopping trip or occasion that someone is actually buying something on. So when we think typically about sort of shopping trips, a lot of time that's been built on historical data. So uh, scan data in terms of the actual amount you're buying on a particular trip. So you get things like stock ups or fill-ins, but it doesn't really get into the motivation of that particular shopping occasion. So it's really the marrying of these two in terms of looking at people from a holistic standpoint as well as what are those drivers when you're actually buying it in terms of different occasions that you may be purchasing. And then we can look at that on a category level to really understand, well, you know what, maybe you're underdeveloped on this particular shopping occasion for this particular product. And we can really understand where the opportunity area is for you. So let's break that down just for a minute, because that that is really interesting. But give me some examples of what you would consider to be trip motivators? How do you break that down when you're looking at it from the explorer side? Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about this show's sponsor. Are you looking for more joy in your life? Do you want to improve your well-being, increase your sense of belonging, create more impact, or simply have more fun? If you said yes to any of those questions, then check out the Year of Joy online community. It really could be for you. It's a place where you can find inspiring stories and practical advice from experts to empower you to build a more joyful life. 
It's a place where you can connect and share with like-minded people who are also looking to lead a more joy-filled life. Sound awesome? It's actually totally free. It's being funded by generous companies who understand the importance of giving people the gift of joy, something that is just so needed in today's world. So if you're ready in 2023 to make it a year of joy for you and your loved ones, if you're ready to find your tribe that helps you live your purpose, if you're ready for more fun, sign up for the year of joy at theartandscienceofjoy.com slash year hyphen of hyphen joy. The doors open to more joy on the 17th of January. So sign up now and be ready to receive that gift of joy. Learn more about the year of joy at theartandscienceofjoy.com slash year hyphen of hyphen joy. Or follow the Art and Science of Joy on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever you do, choose joy today. Yeah, so from in terms of the motivators, it could be, is it more of a routine replenishment? Is it more of a discovery type trip? It's really understanding what are some of those motivators in terms of why I'm actually making this uh, purchase. I love that. So what we're saying here is really bringing it down to the basics is the rise of the human. Someone is saying, I don't want to be just a viscous buyer anymore. <laughs> right. I want to be seen as a, a real person. I want to be a, I want to be a real boy. <laughs> and so obviously that's been what behavioral science has always been trying to apply into shopper insights. But what you're doing here is taking instead of one lens, you're saying, let's look at category, let's look at motivations and let's look at the segmentation and let's see if we can mix and match here so that we can discover something new. I want to unpack something you said right at the beginning. And that was sometimes looking kind of in the past or rear view mirror at your past customers can leave brands without a good sense of, but who is my next new customer? And you're not able to grow the brand or grow the category, grow the interest of your brand or category to a new buyer that you hadn't thought of before. So tell me a little bit about how your Explorer team really tries to help open up some of those opportunities or find some interesting discovery like that. A hundred percent. And I think that is just one of the laws in terms of how we sometimes look at our research. So we might be conducting it with past three months, three month buyers. So again, that lens is pretty narrow versus sort of what's the whole marketplace out there? What are, are the opportunities? So through looking at sort of a broader shopper base, we can really understand are there particular opportunities for a particular product. One of the things we can also do is compare two similar categories to understand, well, this is actually a really similar category and it's actually pretty developed around this occasion or this shopper group. Hey, what are they doing? So like, for instance, if we looked at confectionery products, they might be underdeveloped on a particular trip or with a particular group. But then if you look at maybe something similar like cookies, where it's maybe more of a reward type product, they might be really developed. So it's like, okay, well, let's look at what are they doing in terms of this particular category? How are they more of a routine replenishment versus more of a, a reward type product? What are they doing? Is it location? Is it where they're, what they're merchandising? What are the different activations that different categories are putting in place that are maybe similar to your category and they're quite successful at it? So it helps us to kind of have that broader lens of looking at other categories, what they're doing, and then to identify particular shopper groups beyond just sort of your current users that there is opportunity with going forward. It does make me reflect so much on what has changed in the, just take even just the grocery store. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah. I remember long ago when gourmet coffee was not in the grocery store, like that's, you went somewhere else for that. Like now you just walk into almost any grocery store or a super or target or any, anything like that, that is some kind of uh, food related. And now it's like, here's the Starbucks, here's the, all these different brands of gourmet. And it's like, we wouldn't even think that something like that is not available to us in a normal grocery store, but that used to be a specialty item. So I can see like the things that are incredibly normative for us one time were unheard of, but tell me a little bit about the urgency here, because even as I think, let's kind of stay with that example of the coffee aisle, that's a big aisle. And no matter what retailer you have, we're working in limited space. Now, of course, online is a different experience. And so you can shop and shop and the aisles are unlimited in that sense. But really with the sense of like urgency or the sense of like placement, what are clients asking about? How are they battling the whole war of getting more shelf space where they need it? Yes. In terms of kind of the actual shelf space, that's something we do a lot of, whether it's in combination with customer journey work or planogram testing in terms of what's the best way to set up a shelf. And that's the type of thing where we like to test that type of initiative in very much an immersive environment to try and measure what are people looking at? What are they buying? Really, who should be on a particular shelf in a particular retailer in terms of what's the best way to optimize sales for that retailer and for our clients' brands as well? So just in my silly question of a person who's a shopper, who's interested, you even brought up the idea of planogram studies. But when I think about what we're talking about here, this idea of this new framework, this shopper activation framework, it sounds to me that this is really more of an additive product or an additive service in your consulting arsenal rather than, hey, this is something that can replace work that you were doing. So tell me, is that correct? And if so, why is that? It is correct. So in terms of the added value that we provide our clients, so for any study that they are conducting, we will look at it through the lens of this shopper activation framework. So yes, let's say we're doing a a pack test, we'll be able to look at what's the winning design going forward, but we'll also look at it through the lens of there might be an opportunity with this particular target group here and how well is your pack performing with this particular group. So it's always kind of over and above in terms of that identifying opportunities, helping our clients get results, helping our clients maybe think a little bit differently in terms of some opportunities for their brands. That said as well, clients, if they want, they can do a really deep dive with this segment as an additional type of study against their category. So they can understand how different brands perform, how different product types. So you can use this as a framework to really dive deep into your category as well. But we also have this as part of all of our studies in terms of a different lens of looking at how you can really drive growth. I love that. And I'm telling you, if I were a brand, I'd be very worried because it is a tough retail environment out there. I mean, it's brutal. Customers don't put up with a whole lot anymore. They want a frictionless experience exactly the way they want it, whether they're buying something that is viscous or they're buying an amazing blazer. Yeah, that would be an informed splurge, I think. Right, right. Okay. Your blazer purchase. (laughs) I love it. But it seems like to me, this is a new way of thinking, a new way of framing things that really brands can't be without this kind of a competitive advantage as it amounts really to competitive business intelligence at this point, right? So, Anne, I love seeing you at all of our industry conferences, and certainly you can hear from this interview that she's incredibly affable, very approachable. And I've got to tell you, if there's anything you're curious about the shopper journey, just get the conversation started because you will not regret um, having it. 
I do recommend usually when I walk up to Anne, I usually just bring two glasses of wine. Let's just get started talking about shopper inside. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so there you have it. Um, please do. But also in the show notes, I'll include a LinkedIn link so you can meet her there as well. But more than anything, Anne, this is a couple of times you've come on and really shared with us where shopper insights, where behavioral science is going. And I really appreciate that kind of collaborative spirit that you have at Explore Research. And, and I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you. Always appreciate discussing with you. It's always fun, Priscilla. From all the peeps at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.